Hey, what's up, you guys? Shirley wanna be me. Wanna be her so bad because she just realized that our last names we are have similar. the same initials. Like, how did you not know? That's crazy because I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking for that. You was like, you know what? Me and Sarah got the same initials. Let's do a I'm podcast lit. together. Yeah, that's the real reason. You why. trying to get clout off me, bro? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to figure out why you didn't know that. Like, hello. When you just be chilling and you be in your authentic self, mm-hmm. authenticity really, other really people just in. be on you and you just don't even realize it because you're in your own lane, you're in the zone, mm-hmm. doing your own thing. You wouldn't understand that. Why not? Because you be, you be clout chasing. I'll be seeing you. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Shirley Door and Sarah Obama. It's your audio besties here, and this is Not That Podcast. Not That Podcast. Every Tuesday, we're sharing personal stories and giving advice on mental wellness, sexual pleasure, relationships, and pretty much whatever the hell we want. Need advice? Shoot us a text or leave a voicemail at 407-801-7556 or DM us at This Is Not That Pod on Instagram. Be sure to follow us and subscribe to stay in the know. If you like what you hear, leave us a review, please. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Shirley Dore. And the person Shirley Dore adores. Oh, wow. Sarah. Mm. Bat your eyes, bat your eyes, bat your eyes. <laughs> this is not that podcast. This is not. <laughs> I found out that uh, not only is it Shirley uh admire my hair color and she decided to get her hair color my hair color i found out that shirley also stole my initials yeah so um while i was in the wound i convinced my parents to uh why it sounded like she said the wound to <laughs> while i was in the wound was i while i was in the womb i convinced my parents to to name me something that's like with sd uh, the weird part about this is I'm older than Sarah, but um, I convinced my parents. She's a clout chaser. To... <laughs> she just be chasing. <laughs> she just be chasing clout. She do this for attention. Yeah, everything I do is for attention. Listen. And y'all feed into it. I do it for the views, if you didn't know. <laughs> we got to make it a song. We got to make a song. We do this for the views. Hey, hey, we do it for the views. Somebody send this to Sage the, 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 the remix god, okay? <laughs> they make it a remix, please. So today's episode, um, I wanted to kind of like, ain't, ain't no one, I wanted to kind of, we talking about breakups, y'all. We're talking about healing practices after the end of a relationship. I have been asked this question, literally my relationship, my very public relationship ended and people within like five days of finding out, how do you heal from a relationship? What, why are you asking me? How did I heal from the relationship? It's, it hasn't been that long since my relationship ended, but we are fast forwarding past that time. And it has been roughly a year and a half or maybe two years since that relationship ended. And yeah, I can definitely tell you guys that your girl is a one a okay. With life, I had like a little rough patch of trying to not feel lonely and all of these things. And now I don't really feel that way. So I know that you're navigating a breakup. So it's an interesting perspective to go from someone who has been 
who hasn't been in a relationship for a while versus someone who has less than like eight months without Mm -hmm. a relationship. So the first thing that I can say about relationship is that we have to understand that failing is actually normal in relationships. Despite the fact that everything around us is telling us that it's not, obviously there wouldn't be the statistic that 50% of relationships, specifically in marriages, end and 50% last. So it is normal for relationships to end, especially considering that 50% last and 50% don't. So how do you feel knowing that like the end of relationship is actually pretty normal? It's not this like thing that's bad. Um, I would like to say that I'm not like y'all. <laughs> My job was here. I don't, I don't get into sh- like shitty relationships so i i usually expect it to last um so i think and we were i saw something about this that statistic right Mm -hmm. 50 percent of marriages end a divorce but somebody said we should be talking about the statistics of of uh dating that turn into relationships because a lot of those don't even make it you know that's a bigger that's a, a bigger, bigger percentage that yeah. doesn't that's a fail mm-hmm. and then from relationship to marriage relationship just because you're in a relationship doesn't guarantee marriage no matter how long you are there's no guarantee that you're even going to make it to marriage right so to get to all three steps mm-hmm. is very it's way smaller than 50 percent. uncommon so I, I think that I, I would believe that the, the percentage for a relationship not to work would be higher than a marriage failure. For, yeah. So for like, just for relationships to work in general, you know, the data would obviously be very skewed because it's hard to generalize that because of like people being bitter. Like there's so many co-founding variables to asking that question in mm-hmm. a study. I can imagine why there isn't any research yet about it. But I can I can see why so many people are like, you focus so much on the people who are that you don't recognize the people who aren't. And so it may seem like majority of the world are in relationships because that's what you want the most. And what you want the most, you will see the most. But in reality, failed relationships are far more normal than long-lasting, everlasting relationships. And this isn't to say that you can't find your everlasting relationship. It just needs to stop being something that people frown upon where it's like you're a complete failure for not having a successful relationship, knowing that this is far common. This is actually a very common thing. Like relationships are hard to keep up. And also um, one of the things that I keep in the back of my mind is you can do everything right and it still doesn't work out. A lot of people think that, um, oh, if he doesn't cheat and he doesn't hit me, then that's a good relationship. Yeah, but what if you guys are not compatible? What if he's like, you know, a slob? What if he's like disrespectful to other people? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's other factors that you may not know until later on in the relationship. So, and some, some guys are like, oh, you women don't like good guys. And a lot of these good guys are not good guys at all. Right. You know, so... 
you guys have to take that into consideration as well because there's a lot of people who feel like, oh yeah, I'm a good guy because I don't cheat and I don't I don't mm-hmm. hit women. Despite there are like other reasons for relationships. Yeah, there's to other end. reasons for relationships uh, to end, and sometimes though that person just may not be your person. So something happened, you know, right after my relationship had ended, and there was this like middle ground that I was in where I was considering to go back to my partner because I was like. It's the worst. I was like, eh, what's the worst? Like, the worst thing that he could do is cheating. And I've dealt with cheating many times. And, like, it doesn't hurt anymore, right? But that's me being, um, I forgot what the word is, but this is me getting used to. Settling. Or me settling or even more being complacent. Normalizing. And normalizing infidelity, knowing that it is something that hurt me. And just because I've experienced it multiple times doesn't mean that I should continue experiencing it simply because it's a norm for me Mm -hmm. and so I remember like just going through this like weird stage post breakup I didn't tell anybody that my relationship had ended I just moved you know we moved and I remember going out with a friend um and we're one of those like we can go out once a year type of vibe and we went out and I kind of like told her you know that our relationship was over and she was like, there are worse things that could happen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, he's not beating you. And, you know, he cheated once. He's, you, you said it yourself. He's been a really good guy and he was perfect for you. And this is the first time that he showed some form of imperfection. And then I thought to myself, do I want to be with someone that I am like, at least he didn't beat me? <laughs> And that's At how least people, he didn't fuck me up. That's how people are. Right. And, and that's, I was just like, no. That's the majority of the relationships that, that I see out here. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I don't like a certain thing. And this is like non-negotiable. Like, I don't like this thing. But... At least he don't beat me. At least he don't cheat. Right. It's the beating and the cheating. For some reason, if it, but in your case, it's still like, okay, well, everything else is perfect other than the cheating. You right. know? Right. But... You don't want to be with somebody like that. Right. And it and it wasn't it wasn't everything wasn't person it was everything wasn't perfect. It was complacency because I saw things that were negotiable that were non-negotiables mm-hmm. and I looked past it because I was like, you know what? This person brings me this, this and this. So I'm going to overlook this and this so that I can have this. But in reality, holistically, the relationship was like half-assed. If I'm only with this person for these specific things that matter and then the other things that do matter to me, but I'm like, oh, fuck it. I don't really give a fuck. We're going to let that go. Mm. And I'm like, I, you know, just the idea that other people were telling me that I should have worked out my relationships because, you know, those are things that um, could have been changing. There's this idea in relationships. It's called um, on top of complacency. It's called there are specific problems that come up in your relationship that you will decide to stick to or not stick to. And a lot of the problems that come up in relationships, a lot of the arguments, they happen because there are things that you cannot change about a person. But you get into the relationship thinking that you can change it. Like you're like, oh, okay, this person does this, but he's going to change in the relationship. But they're not because they're perpetual. These perpetual problems cannot be changed unless the person is ready to change. Mm-hmm. And I realized that there were a lot of things about my ex that I was just like, 
oh, maybe these are things that he'll change over time. But like we've said about broke men, if you... How are you? You didn't say the word. Look <laughs> at a gold star this episode. <laughs> One thing about broke men is that if they don't show any sense of drive to get out of brokenness while they're with you, there's nothing that's going to change even when they're not with you. And maybe not being with you is that thing that'll make them move forward Mm -hmm. but if they don't do it before you they're definitely not going to do it with you and probably not going to do it after you see i i don't have the same issues as everybody right so a lot of people felt like this like my ex made me happy oh we were so happy together everything we were like so cool we're always together we're always doing stuff we're making tiktoks whatever whatever but what y'all forgot was a year before I had a boyfriend, I was happy. I was making TikToks. I was doing things that I was already, I was already doing. So he wasn't making me happy. You already did. I was already happy, you know? Right. Um, so I realized that too, because like the first time we did have like a, a slight breakup in the middle of the relationship. Um, and, you know, I was, you know, feeling a, a type of way or whatever. And I was like, we're, you know, you make me happy and I'm usually happy with him, whatever. And the breakup made me sad or whatever. And I tried to like mend the relationship because I felt like this person made me happy, mm-hmm. but I was already happy. Right. Yeah. You're making me unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, I kind of feel the same way. I was always a joyous person. Like mm-hmm. I used to have this thing where I hated when people would tell me, oh my gosh, you're glowing. And I'd be like, Bitch, I'm always glowing. I'm always glowing. What are you talking about? Bitch, we glow. We always glow. The skin is always popping. The body, the yeah. face is always popping. Y'all just forgot. You just forgot. And then once you see a relationship, mm-hmm. you go, oh, you're glowing. But I ain't going to lie. I forgot too. Mm-hmm. I have forgot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I, when I realized it, I was like, oh, you can go. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, Because there's... When you've already been happy, single, and you're, you're comfortable with yourself, and you're already doing the things that you need to be doing, and you're content, and then you get into a relationship that at the moment it's a plus, but then when you kind of start bringing it, like when you start being inconsistent and you're doing things that are different from when I met you, because there's a reason, me personally, I don't, I don't fall in love with potential. So... You were doing something in the beginning to get me and you were doing something in the beginning of the relationship where everything is good. And it was a plus for me. But the more you start getting comfortable, the more I feel like. You're you're moving down and then this is this is me by myself and this this is me with you. Like we're neck and neck and then you continue to go down. I'd rather be single. Right. Yeah. There are certain things that I would rather deal with alone to deal with it with another person like we say this all the time what i look like getting a headache over somebody that makes me sad mm-hmm. and it's not like y'all even compensate for it so let's say he he does make you sad you ain't got no money to like compensate for it, bro. like you can't pay a bill to make me feel a little better take me on a little shopping spree but i'm over here crying in my little toyota corolla no 
Yeah, there's nothing that you can do to wash the tears off, even if it's like nice gestures. And nice gestures typically include spending some kind of money. Like, uh, but the gestures like were the things that made me sad. <laughs> Your <laughs> gestures were the thing that made me sad, but you can't even compensate it with some money. <laughs> we, we could say this like multiple times. Bring us the money. Bring like, us- do, have you seen Joe Biden's economy? You must not be seeing Joe Biden's economy. I see it. Well, yeah, I feel like if, you, if you're messing things up, the least you can do is compensate me for my time. <laughs> I'm not going to act like that's a bad thing because I have a, I have a wealthy ex. And the wealthy ex, I was like, mm, I ain't, you, you five years together? Compensate me for my time. Compensate, please. We just stop once we see the hands go up. Damn, you got fine friends too. <laughs> you gonna respond? You got fine rich friends. My ex, I put him on like a. I feel like it's like a payment plan. I was just like, yeah, no, five years of a relationship. You hurt my feelings. You broke it. I spent a lot of money on you. And you, you have to pay me reparations, reparations. for this relationship. So we are on a, re- we are on a, a debt repayment plan <laughs> for breaking my heart. And uh, yeah, so far so good. See, I don't want reparations. Like, I just want nothing to do with you ever again. Because, like, you had the time to give me reparations. Like, instead of pissing me off, like, you already planned on pissing me off. Right? And then you pissed me off. And then you didn't compensate me for pissing me off. So what does compensation look like? So if, if, if your future husband was watching this episode mm-hmm. and he's like, how do I be a great partner to Sarah? Mm-hmm. What would those reparations or what, what would that look like in the relationship? I would say pay for an activity that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I would say buy me liquor. Um, depending on your, on your money, I mean, you could buy me like something very, very expensive, mm-hmm. like a car. You know how Diddy apologizes to Carisha? With flowers all over the, don't give me flowers all over. No, don't give me flowers. Give me the money flowers. Yeah. One bouquet. Give me the money flowers. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah. Or like, Gifts. you know, clothes or like. I don't know how like London, uh, used to shower summer. Don't be toxic like London. Just do the actions of London. Be a great guy who knows when there's like an issue and you like come with like nice things. I can already hear, damn, I can't say the word. I can already hear the men like future. Yeah. But not the guy, just the action. Hey, if you're going to do the toxic, future don't just do the toxic stuff. He spend money. There's a lot of y'all who just want to be toxic like Future and think Future is you God. You can't be toxic and broke. Future is spending money. You got you to gotta at least be toxic with something. You know, like, you, you know, give us a little some, something to, to accept your toxicity. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you toxic, but you're also paying rent. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like, is that but like there's toxic, though? but there's toxic men sitting on the couch, right? Toxic all day watching TV, toxic not going men. to ICDC college. <laughs> toxic men who expect you to pay their bills. Okay. Day fifty 
50-50. Wow. You toxic and you're making me work harder than you? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's insanity. I also because I can I can hear the I can hear the men now. Right? We are the type of women that y'all are not talking about, right? Because usually y'all be like, women, oh, if you can't pay for it by yourself, you can't afford it, don't ask nobody. We can. Mm -hmm. So now That's we're asking. So we're asking. Yeah, don't, don't ever say to me anything about spending money. Because one thing about me, I'm a spender. I, I, I'm a I keep, you keep hearing it all the time. Men are like, oh, don't ask for nothing you can't afford. Don't ask for nothing you can't afford. And then when I can't afford, like when I ask for something that I can't afford, they start telling my son, oh, um, you got a big money. Right. And then also, when I can't afford it and I get it for myself, you then feel some type of way because I'm not letting you buy me things. You don't have to get it for me. I got the money. I'm gonna go get it for myself. See, I only deal with broke niggas, so I never, I never, I never been in that definitely. <laughs> they just feel like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, we're gonna transition to how do you get over a breakup? So there are so many ways. I would like to preface that I'm a fuck nigga. I'm also Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people that like. It, it almost seems like, it almost seems like I never cared about the relationship. But I do. I really do. I just, just know that, like, the end of a relationship is inevitable unless, of course, you decide for forever. And a lot of the relationships that I was in, there wasn't a conversation about forever yet. And so, if it did end prior to that conversation, I wouldn't feel no type of way. I wouldn't feel no type of way about one that I thought I would be with forever. So... How I surely heal from relationships is that I accept that relationships end for a reason and that they're maybe for a season. And then I focus on myself and I focus on what I want, how I want it, what that looks like. And then I think about what role does relationships play, what role do relationships play in my life? And I think that I'm currently in a position where I've been partnered since I was like 16. Like I had a boyfriend. Like I had a boyfriend at 16. I had a boyfriend at 19. I had a boyfriend at 24. And so I'm at the point where I'm just like, I'm just dating you guys. Like I don't think I'm going to keep doing this thing where I wife men. You know, like I need to stop wifing y'all. I need to stop putting the ring on you because clearly none of y'all are actually wifeable, okay? Mm. You're not husband material. Mm. There's this girl who made a tweet who said, women... <laughs> I'm going to find the tweet, but she said, she said, when, if, she said, as a man, if you've had sex with more than 25 women, nobody wants to be with you because you're nasty. And then men, per usual, are in the comments like same thing for women and she's like women would never do that <laughs> and she's like matter of fact if you're a man that has more than five people it's nasty business and we don't want <laughs> nasty we don't we don't we don't want to we don't, don't want to touch somebody we don't want horse we don't want somebody who's, who's, who's had sex with more than five people are yeah. you kidding me uh -huh. so i'm at the point where i'm like listen the third relationship was the last straw all right 
I was like, the first three did not work. The little high school relationships, I don't count. So the first three adult relationships, it didn't work out. I'm not going to sit here and wife you. You, you just, you just got to know what you want. And if I'm it, then we'll talk about it later on. But none of that anymore. See, I, I break up before I break up. Relationship ends. Yeah, relationship so, ends. so I'm already, by the time I've already told you that I'm done, I've been done. And that's actually common. Most relationships end. Yeah, I've, I've been done. And and the issues that I saw at the end of my relationship were I saw the red flags the first time I broke up with him. And it just continuously happened. Mm -hmm. And so every time he did it, pretty much I'm like already like, this is this can't be life. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't keep doing this. Right. Um, and then it, it went to a head cause I started thinking, cause I really thought this person was my person, Yeah. you know? And I was thinking to myself, would I want him to treat me like this while I'm pregnant? You know what I mean? I was sick and he did, he was doing the same thing and I was sick. Like I couldn't get up. Like I literally depended on him mm -hmm. for a lot of things and he continuously still did this thing that hurt my feelings. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was like thinking like, do I want to feel like this on my, or like while I'm pregnant? Do I want to feel like this when I'm getting, like on my wedding day? Yeah. Do I want to yeah, feel like this? This is not how I want to, how I want my relationships to be. And I remember last episode, I was going to say that like, I think I'm a little bit more comfortable now. I don't want to compromise. I'm not compromising. I I feel like I want to collaborate. I want us to win. I don't want one person to lose. Right. And I feel like I was losing, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't like that. And that's when I was like, you know what? I have to get out of this. Right. Which is a sign that it's time to be your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've been feeling that way for a minute. And, you know, I tried to salvage it, but... If you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over, I'm not about to keep, I'm not your therapist. I'm not going to be there to, to try to hold your hand. I'm not your mother. You know what I mean? I, I express to you something is unacceptable and you continue to do the same thing over and over again. And like I told you last time, I was like, it's not something that you're incapable of. You've, you've done the, th like you've done what you're supposed to do before. So I'm not about to go back and forth with you. Right. So I think with understanding that right before relationships end, there's this like pre pre example of like the end of the relationship. And then you kind of like, you're like, okay, let me see if I change one thing. How will this impact the relationship? And it keeps happening. That's when you're like, okay, the relationship is done. Mm -hmm. So when I think about healing after something where because you can say like you didn't have a tumultuous relationship like my i don't think my relationship was tumultuous i think it ended awkward but it wasn't bad and what's that word tumultuous I'm like, like dangerous like like challenging like something that's like you didn't have like this like really bad breakup it mm -hmm. was like a break it, it ended amicably it's mm -hmm. just an end of a relationship you ended up on good terms where you can still salvage, salvage like a relationship with the person if you choose to or not. Mm -hmm. So you guys are still cool. You try to keep, you know, keep cool and, and all I of that. Usually don't. Right. Usually I will exhaust all options to the point.
I will I will exhaust it until I'm angry. The relationship with the uh, uh, with the ex that threw the water bottle at me, I was angry. We ended angry. I with the every everything all the relationships I've been through in college, angry. And in high school, it's only because like distance, right. distance, and I'm an attention hog. And if you're far away from me and I want attention, I'm just gonna have to find somebody else to give me attention while I'm there, and then I'm gonna break up with you. But for the most part, I literally exhaust every little bit of energy that I have. Right. And if I can't salvage it, fuck you. <laughs> so at the end of relationships, when you're trying to heal, I will say that you want to focus on balance and harmony. So what balance and harmony look like is making sure that you're able to balance your hurt and harmonize with the things that you're doing to kind of like improve your personal life on your or your personal life and your relationship with yourself so that you can be ready to receive the next partner if that's your goal. You're, you know, you're ready to re receive somebody else. That's how you do it. So I looked up um, what other people do to kind of like get over a relationship and I found something that I think I align with and I think would align with other people and the first one is rebuilding your self-esteem now when relationships are over you kind of like go through this weird stage where you're like I'm a bad bitch you start feeling yourself you start getting finer your personality personality like flourishes and your confidence depending on who you are kind of goes up and you start feeling hella cocky. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go out in these streets, gonna pop that pussy, nah, nah, nah. And then you have the, I call it like your manic stage. And then you have your depression stage where you're like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I keep people? What is it about me that doesn't do this or that? Or why is this person not, why doesn't this person think I'm good enough for them to be a better person? Like you just go through like this this spiral of like mania and depression and usually that has to do with your self-esteem. Some people stay in the what's wrong with me stage for a long time. Mm -hmm. Other people stay in the I'm a bad bitch. I'm a pop that for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes sometimes you're a significant other and not just I'm not talking about just men. Sometimes they can't. Like they don't understand where you're coming from. They don't know what you mean. Um, so they just can't fix whatever the issue is because they don't know what it is and they can't figure it out right. um and that just means that that person is just not the person for you so it's not against you mm -hmm. um and that goes for anything other than domestic violence and cheating because domestic violence and cheating is their problem they're really a piece of crap mm -hmm. um so don't take it out on don't yourself. take it out on yourself and if you are focus on what you value in yourself so what brought you into the relationship from the jump? What made you feel so secure in the relationship? Try to balance that out and bring it right back to that and focus on rebuilding that self-esteem. So if you're not in the, I'm a baddie, I'm gonna pop that, then you need to find things that will allow for you to value yourself to the point where you're like, I'm a baddie, I'm gonna pop that. And your significant other is not a pet. You don't need to keep them. Mm. There's a lot of like, as soon as you lose your significant other, it's people like, oh, you can't keep a man, you can't keep a woman, you can't keep a... Why do I need to keep them? Mm -hmm. Like, I already have a dog. Like, surely they have a cat. Yeah. Why would we want to keep them? Right. They're not our children. 
They can go. They're not property. Yeah, they right. can go. You can go. Right. It's not that serious. So if you're feeling that way, probably take a second to like grab a pen and paper and write down a list of the traits that speak to you. So traits don't have to be um, physical. They can be your emotional strengths. They can be your skill set. They can be your abilities. They can be other qualities that you value in a relationship. So for example, my qualities, I'm patient, I'm kind, I'm adventurous, um, I'm good in bed, <laughs> right? So those are like my great qualities that don't even go, the, not, and you mentioned, you see, I even mentioned how attractive I am. Those are, like, <laughs> those are the most important qualities to me. So that shows me that there are other things about me that I know that I value that someone else will value. So try to think about when you're focusing on building your self-esteem, Think about your positive qualities. Mm-hmm. The next one we actually talked about in our last episode where we were talking about dating yourself, which is trying new places. So stop going to the things, going to the places that you used to go for the person you were with is mad hard. I, I can only speak for myself, but like I remember just like riding down like a street in South Florida and tears rolling through my eyes because all my memories were with this one person in this one specific area. And I'm just like, I can't go here anymore. And I was, I was thinking, I'm like, forget it. Let, I'm just going to take the other way. Oh, we're going to take another road. We're not going to go down this road. We're going to take another road because I have no reason to be crying. The relationship is over. It's over for a reason. So we're going to stop taking Lakeworth Road and we're going to take Belvedere. Like, we're going to switch. Okay? Wherever we got to go, just go, go around it because I can't keep crying every time I see these specific so try new places that are memories specifically that you will have for you, yourself, your friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can, and also it's a great way for you to get to learn yourself because then you'll learn what are the new things that you enjoy. Like for example, I knew I liked clubbing, but clubbing with my girls was just a different vibe. Going <laughs> to Room 22, being an Ember, going to like R&B nights. I didn't do that with my man. I don't this is on your list but while you're in a relationship don't leave your friends when I tell you I try to cling on to my friends like they're I I think it's because when they're a lot of them when they're in relationships they're like really clingy and they basically do everything in their relationship like with their significant other or whatever and so when I got in a relationship, they started thinking like, you know, let's not invite, you know, Ciroc, Ciroc got a man, whatever, Galentine's Day, this, that, and the other. And I clinged on for life like, no bitches, y'all not getting rid of me. No. You know what I mean? And I feel like you have to cling on to them because they're, they're going to, sometimes I feel like your friends are going to leave you behind because they're like, oh, you're in a relationship. You can't do this. You can't do right. that. And I was trying to, I was trying to tell them when they did, they did a Valentine's Day without me, and I was like, why well, couldn't go? Oh, cause you're in a relationship. Y'all didn't go out to suck no dick. Y'all went out to dinner. I can still go out to dinner. Yeah, I have those Twitter, those Twitter girls nights. Yeah, we sucking dick. We sucking dick. We y'all was not about to go suck no dick, and then y'all went to the club afterwards, and the only person who got the balls to get us into VIP. We're flirting with niggas in there. It's me. Y'all should have y'all should have hit me up. Y'all y'all wasted your money trying to pay me up. Y'all be independent. We don't need to be independent in the club. 
Niggas right. got money for no reason. Right. But I had to cling on to my friends because I'm like, yo, if this doesn't work out, imagine I break up with the only person that's my friend at the time. Like the only person that I'm talking to. And then I'm an introvert and I don't really want to reach out to my friends. And my friends don't really reach out to me because they haven't talked to me in a while. You know? I probably fall into a depression. Right. So if you are one of those people that like cancel out your friendships when you're in a relationship, um, after a breakup, it's an important time for you to lean into your network, but know that it's going to be harder because you did neglect your friendships so that you can be in this relationship. Mm -hmm. The greatest lesson that I've learned in my high school relationships ending was not sacrificing my friendships for the sake of my relationships. I remember having a boyfriend that was like, he felt some type of way about every little friend, and I dropped him, and guess what? Our relationship ended. But my friendships, I have 14-year friendships. I have 15-year friendships. I have 10-year, 7-year, 8-year. My friendships are the longest relationships that I've ever had. I will never, moving forward in my life, never drop friends for a relationship because proven time and time again, my friendships outlast my relationships, my romantic relationships. And so I value them just as much as I value my romantic partner. I will spend time with my friends. I will spend time with my romantic partner. Sometimes I'll bring my man. Sometimes I won't. Mm -hmm. However, I'm not letting go of my friends. Because your network are going to be the people that you make memories with during your relationship. And when it's over, mm -hmm. they're going to be the people that you continue making memories with. And then imagine at your wedding, you can't even ask nobody to be your bridesmaid. Because you are here. <laughs> You know everybody, and then you're gonna have to have his sister as your bridesmaid. You don't even like that, dude. right? After a relationship, I don't know if there's a solution to this, but when a relationship is over, please avoid the rebound. <sighs> Listen, I don't see why to avoid so, because they offer you this quick boost of like sexiness, but they're temporary. Yeah, and that's all I need. Right. So remember, you're a fucking, you're fucking. That's why. Hmm? You're fucking. So you're okay with temporary. Oh, most people mistakenly turn the temporaries into permanents. Even though this was someone that you were only supposed to be with temporarily. What's wrong with that? Because then you mess up and then you get in a relationship with someone that you only wanted to be with part-time. And then you make it full-time and the person doesn't last because it was supposed to be a temporary relationship. Mm, I don't know. Most people that I know who get rebounds typically get into these these rebound stuff for superficial instant gratification mm -hmm. and then they turn those instant gratification into long-term relationships the problem with making them a long-term relationship is that they weren't meant to be long-term from the jump so there was no spending quality i don't agree i feel like you could you can have a rebound and that could just be your next relationship you know what i mean Mm. That's not. I don't see why that would stop you just because you're you just got out of something and this is supposed to be temporary. Okay, it was supposed to be temporary, but it ended up not being temporary. But then, like you said, it ended up as a long term relationship. Right. So it's right. possible. Right. I think that we're gonna put that as like some people feel that way. Mm -hmm. But what I've seen in most of people who come to therapy after breakups and like other people who are like my friends. They feel a lot of remorse after being in a relationship with their rebound because they made an investment in a person that was based on their superficial needs before.
before they got into the relationship. And so when they did that, they put their feelings on the line and they had a high that wore off and then they felt guilty because they were on the high. What if they rebounded with their ex? And then so that's, so we, that leads me to <laughs> the one thing that I will tell people to never do, two things, two things. You need to realize that you're not getting back together. The end of a relationship is for a reason. And people always fixate on closure. Let go of the idea of closure because it is all dependent on whether the person you are with is ready to tell you the truth, is ready to talk about the end of the relationship or whatever. If that person is not in that space, your closure is not coming. What do you need closure for? <laughs> like, you you need closure for him to tell you that he really don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> like you you really need not not him that person because like now I'm sorry because it's not just I know it's not just men. Mm-hmm. It's, it's and I can't say the word that I want to say and the word that I want to say means it's not gender specific. So <laughs> that's why I keep saying men in contract. What say it word? and we're gonna blank it out. How about that? But then I got because I'm editing the box. Do it. Do it. Do it. No. Um, let's just person. People. Humans. People. Humans. Yes. Ninjas. Nin- Can I say ninjas? Ninjas. Just say ninja. You okay. Ninjas. ninjas is not gender or racially biased. Okay? This ninja ignored your niece. This ninja did not care about you. This ninja, you broke up with this ninja, and this ninja broke all your stuff. This ninja right. uh, bad mouthed you to everybody. The this relationship ninja, ended. This ninja did some craziness. And you want closure? Nah. The ah. sooner you let It don't even it. matter. Think of an explanation that would make that you feel better about. Yeah, that would, that would make up for all the BS. It doesn't make any sense. Think about the, 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 I don't want to victim here. And I just want to let you guys know I'm not victim blaming here. But people who are in domestic violence situations, sometimes you hear them say, oh, he hit me because he loves me. Is that reason enough for you to stay? Now imagine you broke up with this person because he hit you. Is would that would that what could he say to you to make you think that that is okay? Right. And the thing with like staying with someone who's like harming you, it's all about your your self esteem. Also, people are really good at manipulation, right? So mm-hmm. they could manipulate situation, and manipulation goes a long way. But the sooner you let go of the idea that you need closure and you're getting back together, the sooner you will heal. Now, when I said rebound, I meant like, not that ex that you just broke up with, but like another ex, let's say your high school ex. Uh, I I actually think that's possible. I think that you could have healed from that and then by some kismet destiny thing, you guys reconnect again and maybe you're in different places and you're both different people and the relationship just makes more sense now than it did then. I think that's possible to rebound to another ex, especially if there is some way that the person may have changed. Okay, so there's an exception to our rule. 
Yeah, I think I think you can definitely. I'm not the rebounding to the person that you just. Yeah, broke yeah, up. no, not no. rebounding to the person no, that you no, just broke up. No. I saw a TikTok and Buddy was like, you know, I've been I've been broken up with my girl for five days, and you know she called me to come over, and I know if we, if I go over there we're gonna have sex, and I want to have sex. I'm craving that. But why do I crave that for someone who does not respect my boundaries? For someone who does not respect me? For someone who didn't have any respect for my belongings five days ago? I was like, damn. Yeah, because sex is fueled by desire. And you may your desires are not typically attached to respect. It's typically attached to just... Oh well, mine is attached to respect. Surely be having sex with people she don't like, and I can't have sex with people that I don't like. I just like getting my nut off. That's great. I cannot nut if you hate me. <laughs> if you're good at it and you know how to make women nut, you have to be good to me. <laughs> like I don't understand. So there's a thing on Twitter of Issa. Is uh, we're in revival, revival, um, season two, episode six, when um, Daniel nuts on her face, and she says in the episode, if a man nuts on your face, he doesn't respect you. And I remember when I saw that episode, I was just like, do I enjoy being disrespected? I and I think that's what it is. I don't mind being disrespected by someone who respects me. <laughs> if that makes any fucking sense. Insert the emoji of the girl. Because <laughs> the mathematics. Because there's no way a person that I do not like, who does not like me, who does not care if I made it home safe, if I ate today, I would care. I would care about. I care about those things. I just don't like you romantic. Then how do you get into the situation? I'm. I'm. But we also had the thing like, surely don't be kissing people. I'm like, how do you even start it? How do you start I'm, the I'm, sex I'm, I'm, I'm reformed. I learned how to like kissing. Oh, look I'm at found, you. I found the solution to the problem. It's all about. And this. And the solution to the problem is I gotta like you. <laughs> I'm confused. So if I don't like you, I'm okay with having your bits inside of me, but I won't kiss you. That's crazy. Cause I cannot have sex with somebody that I don't like. Like even if let's say I'm trying to have like a friends with benefits situation, you have to like <laughs> so on to the sex conversation we have some questions and confessions mm -hmm. and one of the questions and confessions is your own mm -hmm. so what's the confession sis i'm tired of this vibrator like i need i need the next level up from a vibrator so i wanted to ask shirley because i'm tired okay the vibrator is the motor is done the motor the motor is <laughs> Not the vibrator being dead. What's the what's the next step when your when your battery is out? You gotta buy a new vibrator. The the vibrator is not working. Oh man, it's not. And and I have to like somebody to have sex with. 
Oh, you you just have to go and date and find somebody. I don't yeah. want to date. Have you been outside? I have. The men are disgusting. They are. Have you ever tried returning to, um, I call it a, what is it? Spinning the block on somebody that you could have sex with? Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I, like I said, like you have to like me, and the fact that we stopped having sex is probably somebody don't like somebody no more. Mm. I'm a spin the blocker, so like, I'm, I'm I'd like to say that I also don't like using vibrators too often because it takes away the sensitivity from your clit. But um, yeah, I'm a spin the blocker. I spin the block with people that I may have disconnected with because life or whatever, um, and I would spin the block if I couldn't find someone organic. Okay. Well, if I don't, if I don't have the, if you don't spin the block, spin you're gonna have to get out in the dating world, sis. That's what people do when they want to have sex. We're gonna hire a sex worker. I don't think the sex worker would like me. I think they would care more about the sex. But so, so are the the guys outside. Yeah, they only care about what you do. I mean, it's a hard ball. It's either you stick to the vibrator you get you something better and fancier not fancier better and similar so like something that like penetrates both your clit and your vagina like you know switch up the sex toy so that you can have better orgasm i might just just convert to the church and just like not do it at all <clears throat> oh yeah you can, go, you can be you can be celibate since you can't find quality relationships, and you're also not finding. It's not toys. even quality quality relationships. I just want respect, and y'all y'all ninjas don't respect nobody. <laughs> y'all ninjas don't even respect your own mother. Yeah, you go yeah. out here and you tell women that they're fat, they got double chins, and this, and your mother got eight chins. <laughs> if you can't tell your mother that she's fat. And she's God, she's anything. If you cannot open your mouth and tell it to your sister, your auntie, your grandma, and your mama, y'all shouldn't be telling other women that. Because if you can walk into your house, your grandma and be okay with how they look. Your grandma you elbows okay. look like these. Yeah. And y'all don't say nothing. Nothing. Damn. You don't tell them to go to the gym. You don't tell them to stop cook. Stop oh, cooking God. bad meals. You don't tell them that they. That they need to, oh, you, you do your makeup so you also should be going to the gym. You don't tell them nothing. Oh, disrespect. Keep the same energy with women that you don't know. And y'all don't even, y'all well. don't deserve no pussy. <laughs> why is that? Hmm? Why? Why you don't deserve pussy? Because I feel like they, you don't even, you don't like women. No, men do not like women. Everything see is attached to them. There's a guy that says, Ashanti... Um, oh, I saw uh, that. Uh, Ashanti is fifty, no, no kids, and no, it's not no as much as flex as she thinks it is. And I was like, I'm telling you right now, men do not like women because the fact that Ashanti is even single is enough. Is one, one, two. Who told you that she wanted to be married with kids? It don't even. First who of told all, you that? she could have been in a relationship with a cheater. An abuser. You don't know. And then y'all would have told her that she's making the wrong decision. And that's the issue that I have. Y'all don't know men don't like women because they'll do whatever it takes to support men. The issue and I women have, have the is issue if they're, they're single. If you're if you 
if you date and the guy is no good, you guys tell them, oh, you settling for this, you settling for that, or whatever, you make bad choices. If you decide to just date and you don't get in a relationship, you tell them, and you, you, don't, you decide not to get in a relationship because, you know, the dating pool has pee in it. Oh, you, um, it's the, the, the men you deal with, yeah, it's the people you deal with. First of all, the fact that I'm not in a relationship with these men show that I'm great at decision right. making. Right. I allow you the opportunity to talk to me and I decided that I don't want it. So how is that poor decision making? Yeah. And then if I decide that I don't want to date at all. Oh, you single lonely, you don't have right. nothing. Like... Women can't win. So, but the thing is, this is why I say they like men and they don't like women. Is because I'll give you two examples. John Legend was single for like twenty five years, and he was known as the most legible bachelor. They put him on magazines. They glorify him. They're like, oh my gosh, he's everybody wants to be with John Legend. Blah 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 blah. Same thing with George Clooney. Same thing with Brad Pitt. And they were glorified for being single in their thirties. Or going into their forties, John Legend finally gets married in his forties or late thirties, early forties, and glorification continues. But a woman like Tracy Ellis Ross and a woman like Oprah and a woman like Ashanti is being belittled for choosing not to be in a relationship in their late thirties or early forties or fifties. And if they choose to do so, they're hags. Why are men not hags? Why y'all not hags for not having a wife? And I, I want to know why y'all come for Oprah because she got her her little thing living in the backyard. Right. She got her. Well, they not, they not her pet. Home he, he cheated, Ooh. But we're not cheating. He just, yeah. See, and look, he lost land in the back of Oprah's. Right. So we surveyed people on our Instagram stories about the worst thing that an ex has ever done to them. Mm -hmm. And these are our findings. Um, one person said, I got married to his... Whoa, hold on. I got to read this properly. This person said, got married to his ex while we were still together. Side note, I found out through social media. Did he post it on social media? I don't have a follow-up for that. Okay, because I would have been like, how rude. <laughs> what? How disrespectful. I feel this, but wow, yeah. And My feelings were hurt when I found that out. So I can take only personal accountability. How dare you give him pussy? And he got married. Why would you get married? I like people are weird. Um, <laughs> it's like I found out that she was the love of my life while I was with you. You know they do say, don't let your wife prevent you from finding the love of your life. No, no. What's the next one? <laughs> What's the next one? The next one is he threw, wait, he threw out all of my stuff. I'm talking a whole house full of stuff. Oh, wait, he's, this is a guy. She threw out all of my stuff. I'm talking a whole house full of stuff. I would never date white women again. What did you do? What did you do? We, that's the other thing. Like, sometimes I hear that, um, you know, uh, the, the result doesn't, doesn't equate like what I did is not that's not equal mm -hmm. and I feel like you can't tell people how to react right and then on top of that what did you do because sometimes y'all be doing some mm -hmm. some grimy stuff but because you try to normalize it 
Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to say like, oh, I didn't deserve that. But yeah, you may have. I, th- I do think that like people can find other ways to express their frustration mm-hmm. and not harm people's personal products and items. You know, I would, you know, I would gladly move your stuff out the house, but throw it out. Like that sounds like some rip them up and bleach them type stuff. Like it could also be karma. And mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes the karma comes to you, but sometimes your mama did something mm-hmm. and it may, it may have skipped her by accident and hit you. That's exactly so, what happened to my ex and his dad. Everything it, his daddy did is on his life now. Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to take it to the chin for your mom. Ooh. Take it to one of her chins. The next one is, he told me that everything was fine in our relationship and that he just needed time alone. And then out of the blue, he blocked me and posted a new girl and that he never met in person everywhere saying he loved her. It happened two times. He needed time for the new girl. I just think that you guys are like demons. Like, what's up with y'all? I want, I... I refuse to believe that there wasn't a red flag present. Right. I want I want to believe that maybe that's what we need to do next episode. Green flag red flags in relationships and green flags in relationships. So that people can start distinguishing the difference. Mm-hmm. Because I there there are some red flags. Like when you get into relationships and, and certain things don't come up that's that makes sense like not everything is going to come up when you right, first right. start and you learn dating in but the the later on that you go through things don't make any sense like i had a homegirl who was like oh i was dating somebody and he won't let me post him on social media and her homegirls were looking for this dude with the name that he gave her and he gave her a fake name and he was married child Okay. Don't let men tell you you can't post them on social media. How right. you gonna tell me what to do on my social media? Right. Jamari, real quick, look at the camera. What does it say? Okay. Um. Yeah. Why would you do that? Don't let no men tell you you can't post him on social media. That's because he's married. So <laughs> post him and say, does this belong to anyone before you start dating him? Yeah. I made a guy post me on his page. We went to the beach. The thing is, like, everyone in my fan, all my friends and my family knew him, but he, like, I don't know. I don't know what. But all I remember is, I bet you won't post this. And he's like, I won't. He's like, I would. I was like, nah, you don't want all your hoes to drop. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm, I'm not worried about them. And he dropped that picture of me on his page. And boy, did the women came flocking. When I mean all of the skeletons in the closet opened up. Mm. All the skeletons in the closet opened up. And I didn't notice that I was a red flag. And I stayed in a relationship with him. And it happened again. Of course. And that was proof that he was actually, I wasn't the only one. So, yeah. Pay attention to the red flags because they do come up again. Even if they find a way to lie to you and manipulate the situation, make it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. The next one is... He broke up with me on my birthday because I caught an attitude over something that was his fault. Accountability. People just be dodging it. I I don't think a majority of people have that skill. They don't. They don't have that skill to take accountability. Nah. And I'm sorry, the dating pool is small. Some somebody said that, and then my therapist reiterated it. Like the the more you do the work on yourself, the smaller the dating pool gets. Yeah. Because it's not just just like a lot of y'all like your your um, non negotiables is like cheating and and um, 
domestic violence. And there's so many other things like that (laughs) that you shouldn't take. But, you know, the more that you do the work, you realize that, oh, no, this is not going to work for me. But some people would be like, oh, well, I can deal with this because he doesn't cheat me. or Yeah, yeah. You know, there's this girl that said that, like, the more successful you are, the less likely you are to find a partnership. And someone quote tweeted it and was like, that's because you tolerate bullshit less the more education you get because you're like you you're like basically your world views expanded and so you're not only thinking about oh just because he don't beat me that means it's fine mm. like you think of other things that matter to you and it makes you less likely to put up with bullshit See, and that's what i was saying i was saying the other day that men who make money use the money to try to get women right and they d- but somehow they don't want women to want them for their money <laughs> And then so they don't want to deal with broke women, mm. but then try to leverage their money with women who make their own money and then are upset when women who make their own money was like, yeah, you make money, but you're a crap person. I don't want to deal with you. Yeah, I think people keep forgetting that like money is just a coverall. Your personality really, for some people, really do matter. Well, I, if money is all you got, You should be going for the broke women. I don't understand why you don't go for the broke women. Because that's what you're bringing to the table. For the women that don't need your money, what are you bringing? Nothing. (laughs) Just money. I already got that. What else you got? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it's hard for women with, like, high statuses and who, like, have, who give themselves pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. That's why it's harder for them to find. That's why the, the dating pool is even more pissing y'all thank you for tuning in to this episode we're almost at 300 plays that happened real quick from last week we had 100 and then we went okay Mm. keep watching keep tuning in we we want to we want y'all to keep watching share with your friends follow leave comments comments. we have a poll on the bottom of this if you're on spotify you know engage with us in the polls um i mean dm us and you can actually like email us or dm us if you have anything that you want us to talk about. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening. New episodes of This Is Not That Pod drops every Tuesday. So keep up with us by pressing that follow button. We want to hear how much you're feeling us. So if you love the show, leave us a review. Be sure to read our show notes and tap or click around to support our sponsors.